Welcome to BPC Podcast. Our prayer is that you will be blessed and walk in confidence in the life and calling that Jesus has for you. We're continuing uh, this morning on our theme of spiritual disciplines. And I want to talk to us this morning uh, about worship uh, and what it means to have the discipline of worship in our life and a great scripture to begin with to unpack it is Romans 12. Paul writing says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will you know when I read that scripture it's such a powerful call to us to live our lives live our lives as a as a sacrifice uh, to pour out our life as a worship offering I don't know about you I I know I sometimes I can get really quite narrow in my understanding of worship and I reduce it down to just singing a song or something I do on a Sunday um, but really, I think worship is so much more. There's some profound truth and understanding that it is a life that we live poured out as a sacrifice. And there's so much you could say on worship. And I was praying, asking the Lord what he wanted us to focus on today. And I really believe God wants to talk to us about worship and its link to authority. Because really, worship is about who or what has the highest place of authority in your life. Now, a great starting point for us to understand that is the authority that Jesus has. In Ephesians 1, verse 20, it says, He raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. And this really is our starting place for understanding worship, is that Christ is seated in the highest place with all authority, all dominion, with everything else under his feet. And when we worship, what we're really doing is two things. The first one is we're acknowledging the authority of Christ. You are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are high and lifted up. But secondly, and not always as easy, is we're inviting Christ to have that place of authority in our life, in our day-to-day -day living. And worship really is saying every day, Jesus, come and take the place of authority in my life, in every decision that I make. It really helps me to think of it visually. And David says in Psalm 95, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. And that picture really helps me of taking my life, taking my heart and bowing it down before the Lord and saying, Hey, I, I bow down my life and I lift you up and give you the Lordship of my life. Worship really is bowing the knee. 
surrendering our life and saying, Jesus, my life is yours. You have, you come and take the highest place of authority in my life. And the wonderful thing is when we learn to do that, when it becomes a discipline, when that becomes a posture that we can take every day, it's incredibly powerful for us. Number one, because when we do that, when we give Jesus the highest place of authority, we no longer have to be afraid. I love the story in the Bible. You can find it in Mark chapter 4 when the disciples are in the boat and Jesus is in the boat with them. And the storm begins to rage around them. And it's so severe that these hardened fishermen, they're afraid. They think they're going to lose their life. And Jesus is there in the boat with them. And yet, they don't really know who he is. They don't know the level of his authority because they're scared. And they cry out and they say, teacher, don't you care if we drown? You can sense the fear. But scripture says, he got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And Jesus turned to the disciples and said, why are you so afraid? You see, they hadn't fully learned that when Jesus is in authority, we don't have to be afraid anymore. Because the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the one who has all dominion, he's in charge of our life. So we don't need to fear. You may be in a situation in your life right now where you feel overwhelmed. Maybe you feel like there's a storm raging around you. Maybe there's things you can't control. Maybe there's hopelessness, anxiety, fear. And my encouragement to you is today to take that place of worship and say, Jesus, I thank you. I give you authority in my life. And I thank you that because you're in the boat of my life, I don't have to be afraid. Because you calm the raging sea in me and around me. I worship you and surrender to you. I encourage you today that if your life is calm or if your life feels like a ferocious storm, invite Jesus into the boat of your life. Give him that place of lordship and he will wipe away fear. He says his love casts out all fear. The other thing I love about worship and giving Jesus the place of authority in our life every day is that suddenly we don't have to do what Christ alone can only do. And that lifts a massive burden off our shoulders. Let me explain. The disciples may have looked at this raging storm and thought, we got to fix this. Maybe if we just pray harder, maybe if we do more, maybe if we pit our strength against this storm, we can do something. And I felt like that at times in my life. I've just got to do more. I've just got to be more. I've got to overcome this. I've got things I need to accomplish, things I need to do. And we can push and work. And yes, we can use our skills and our wisdom and our strength. And we can try and we can try. But in our own strength, we'll end up tired, burnt out, underachieving, and perhaps even feeling hopeless. But our strength is nothing compared to the strength of the King of Kings. And his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And part of worship is acknowledging our weakness and saying, Lord, I, I don't really have much strength. But it doesn't matter because in my worship, I'm throwing myself upon you. Your strength is infinite.
You are mighty. You are king of kings. And Christ can do so much more than we ever can. And what worship does, the posture of worship, is it says, Jesus, would you do something in me and through me that me and my own strength, I can't do. And it's so freeing. And it lifts our burdens. Because he can do so much more than we ever can. Worship invites him to work in us and through us. I know we've been looking at disciplines, and disciplines are really important. But if we're not careful, we can begin to think that it's all about us. If, if we do more, if we learn more, if we gain more skill, if we gain more wisdom, we can accomplish more. And worship changes that. Because worship says it's not about me, it's about him. And we take our eyes off ourselves, we take our eyes off circumstance, and we look to Jesus. And suddenly, we can do so much more because he's working in us and through us. I just want to pause for a moment and ask you to apply some of what we've said already and just be thinking. It's not really about the songs we sing. It's about who has authority in our life. And just ask yourself the question, who or what has the greatest place of authority in my life? Who or what is steering the ship of my heart? That's really how you test your worship. I wonder what's steering your life. Is it your personal goals and ambitions? Is it your fears and insecurities? Is it an, an idol of wanting to be an influence? Is it proving what you can do? Is it driven by competition and comparison? Is it pride? There's so many things that can steer our ship. Our emotions, our hurt, our anger, our pain. Perhaps just ask Jesus where you are right now to, to show you. And in doing that, just say again, Jesus, I, I take those things and I lay them down. And in an act of worship again today, I ask that you would be the captain of my heart. That you will be the reason I wake every morning and get up and do what I do. Just as Paul said in Romans 12, that I would live a daily life of worship sacrifice to you because you are my Lord. And as you do that, fear is going to go in your life. Striving is going to cease. He's going to be your hope and your strength and your song. Romans 12 carries on and says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When we live daily in an attitude of worship, it transforms the pattern that we live our life by. Now Jesus came and he modeled a new way of living, new values. I love the way it says it in the, in the message paraphrase. Paul says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God and you'll be changed from the inside out. Part of living a life of worship daily is that we're changed from the inside out and we live our lives according to the pattern of Jesus, not according to the pattern of culture around us. And I just encourage you right now, again, to be thinking in response are there ways in which I've just gone along with the culture set around me, cultures of success, cultures of ambition, 
cultures of what it means to be a successful this or a successful that. Lord, again, would you reset my heart to live according to your pattern and your values. And the values that Jesus modeled to us were coming humbly as a servant, being obedient to the Heavenly Father, serving and loving others. Jesus, we want to adopt that pattern and live by that in our life. I'd like to pray for us, and as we're praying, Damaris is going to come, and part of our response to God's word this morning is going to be to worship in song. But it's so much more than that. I encourage you as we're singing, just to say, I give you full authority. Jesus, would you take that lordship place in my heart and in my life? So let's pray together. Jesus, I thank you for your word. Thank you that it's powerful. It has power to change us. We thank you that you do have all authority. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You're the Prince of Peace. Father, I pray particularly for people who may feel in the middle of a storm, storms of fear or anxiety. I pray that today our response would be not to work harder, to row harder, to flex our own muscles, but what we would do is throw ourselves on you and raise our worship and see you calm the storm. See you transform our lives and our families and our hearts. We surrender to you. We thank you that your, your promise in Psalm 68 is you go before us. You defeat our enemies and all we do is praise. All we do is worship and allow you to take control. So today, we reset our hearts. We live according to your values and your pattern. Help us to do that daily in an attitude and response of worship. In Jesus' name.